I've actually called today's message, Who Are You Looking For? Now, I know that's not correct grammar. So <laughs> for those of you who might be a little bit fussier about <laughs> the way that we say it, for whom are you looking? <laughs> but I'm going to just say, who are you looking for? It's a lot easier and it's just more colloquial. You know, this, the reading from John is a reading about Mary coming to the grave. She'd been, she'd been traumatised because Jesus had died. And she just loved Jesus and she thought her whole life was over. So she didn't quite know what to do. And she's there and, and suddenly, you know, she realises that the stone's gone away and that, that Jesus has disappeared. And so she jumps to conclusions and she thinks, well, he's been taken. Someone's come and just grabbed him and gone. And why would they do that? You know, so can you imagine how how hard it would be. First, she's lost this person in, you know, by death, but then she's lost the body, the corpse, as well. So she's in a pretty desperate state. But then what happens is she realises further into the story that what has happened is there are two angels there and the angels go, well, who are you looking for? Why are you crying? Uh, duh. You know, she's, I think they would have they would have realised, but that's a very pertinent question because it's about who are you looking for? Who is it that you're looking for, or what is it that you're looking for? And I'm going to be just pausing there for one second because it's about us as well. This is not about just what Mary was looking for. What are we looking for in this story? What are we looking for in this Easter story of Mary's? So let's continue on. She's there, she sees, the, she sees the, the, the two and then she turns around and she sees Jesus. But she's been weeping. Now I'm cutting the story short, of course. But she recognises, she doesn't recognise actually Jesus initially. She thinks it's the gardener. And then she realises when Jesus speaks to her that it's not the garden, gardener, rather, that it is Jesus. And it was something about his voice or what he said that impacted her. It wasn't about what he looked like, because he looked different, obviously, otherwise she would have recognised him straight away. Okay, that's the story in essence. Let's go back really quickly, because John, the Gospel of John, is a book about mysticism. This is about going deeper. It's not a superficial story. So if you've come today and you have, um, you're looking for someone or something, then you're in the right place. And you might also be looking for a deeper connection with God. And if that's so, then you're in the right place as well. It's not about what happens just on the surface. It's not about what we learn in Sunday school only. It does go deeper. And the deeper we go, the closer we get to Christ and the more intimate that relationship can become. That's what this story is about. And there are so many interesting things here. Magdalene is the name that is given to Mary in this particular case. Magdalene means tower, great tower. And it was a nickname that was given to her by Jesus, we believe, we think it is. And that means that, Jesus, that Mary there was this great tower of strength. At this time, she wasn't really a tower of strength, but she became one. 
If we go back into the beginning of John, it says, in the beginning, right in the back of Genesis as well, we've got in the beginning, in John, and then we've got in the beginning, in Genesis. So what is the person who wrote this gospel trying to say to us? I believe that he's trying to say in the very early stages of this gospel that this is a new beginning. This is a new way of looking at what was old. It's a new way. In the beginning was a Garden of Eden. God was the gardener. Jesus is the gardener or presumed gardener in John here. We've got so many different and I don't have time to go into them all, but some, some interesting things and similarities between the Genesis story and John's story. So John is really trying to tell us to go deeper, go beyond the surface, go into what is really happening here. So as Mary looks for Jesus, she looks to see where Jesus is, she starts to see beyond the natural. She's able to see beyond just the gardener who plants and prunes and does all of those things. So Jesus is a gardener still. But she sees somebody that she loves dearly. Now you might have times in your life where you think that, well, how could all of this story be, be true? And you have doubt. You might also be here and you might be needing healing. You might have struggles with things in your body, for instance, and you're wanting to, to be able to go beyond some of those things. Then your body mightn't work. Your mind might be fading. Your, all sorts of things might be fading because we live in a world where things actually do deteriorate. This world, in this world, they appear to deteriorate. But I think what John is saying is the exact opposite. See if you can get this. He's saying that this, this death is in fact life. And there's an opportunity in that degradation process. There's an opportunity there as things get worse in our maybe our physical bodies and, um, and the way that we handle things. It's an actual opportunity for us to be able to come closer to God. Now you probably say, oh, I don't know that that's a really good thing. I don't know that I want that. But it's a, it's a principle of Christianity that's been around since the year dot. And it's called a kenotic principle or kenosis. And it's about emptying ourselves and letting go. Because one of the other things that was said to, to Mary was, Jesus said to her, don't cling to me. And I think that's not about just the physical. Don't go up and, and just give me a hug. But don't cling to the things that you've got, whether it be your memory that you once had or whether it be your, your physical ability to be able to run down the street that you might once have had, whatever it might have been, but don't cling to it. Because in this not clinging, if you don't cling to Jesus in that way, you are released from the bounds of death. So he was giving her something. He was giving her a, a present by saying, don't cling to me. Don't stay back in what you already know. 
Don't stay back in the, the Sunday school story. Don't stay back there. Move forward. Move to where Christ is calling you now. Christ spoke to various people, but each person, after he'd risen, didn't recognise him. On the road to Emmaus, they didn't recognise him, the disciples. Even when he went down, and he was on the, the water when the disciples were fishing further on in, in our stories, they didn't recognise him either. They didn't recognise him initially. That's because he was different. But the key is not so much that Jesus was different. The key is that when we're different, we can see. Let me repeat that one. When we change and we're different and we let go of the old that can be holding us back, then we can see. We see with new eyes, a fresh understanding. That's when the joy of the cross comes. That's when the joy of Christ risen comes. Because we can go deeper into where Christ really is. Because he is alive. So how do we get to him being alive? Only through us letting go of what's worldly here that's holding us back. Whatever it might be. It might sound very etheric to you. And I can't tell you exactly how to do it. I know there's many methodologies and ways of meditating and, and praying and doing all sorts of different things that will help you to get closer to God. But it's not so much about the techniques as it, about, as it is about an understanding and I'm sure there are many of you here, as I'm looking at your faces, I'm just getting that you know there is more. That you sense deep within your being that there's more to this. There's more to believing Christ risen than what is just on the surface. And so all I can say is that you go in search of that. Really go and search that out. Because there is joy there. There is abundant life. And those things that we might have clung to, you know, our memory, our physical abilities, our, our whatever it might be, <clears throat> just disappear into nothingness. And what's left is the joy and the love of God deep, deep, deep within our hearts. That's the gift that Christ gave us when he rose. He's alive today and he can be even more alive in your heart and in your being if you go in search of him and then open your eyes to see. Let us pray. Lord, we understand that Mary went and she didn't recognise you at first. But then with eyes able to see, you took those scales from her, from her eyes 
and then she could see you for who you were. She was released from the old. She did not cling to you. Help us today, Lord, as we come to discover this newness of you being alive in our hearts, that we can not cling to the old. Help us to just let go of those things that hold us back so that we might be able to see with fresh new eyes what you have for us. So that we can move, likewise, from death to life. You are giving us a tremendous gift. We receive it now into our hearts. Show us the way. Show us what you would have us do to be able to see you more clearly.